Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I am Matt. I'm Dory. Here we are having an excellent adventure. We're noticing mosquitoes. Yeah. Now I can't keep my eyes off of any potential mosquito. Well, you know, it's that time of year out here. New England's getting hit with nor'easters. And we're getting hit with mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you're all having a good time with this, uh, almost spring. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. you worry, everybody. I don't know if, uh, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow or not. Not really sure how February worked out. But, you know, we're here and, uh, it's starting to feel a little bit like summer. It was 91 degrees today. That's a little bit like summer. It was, it was yeah. hot. It was very warm. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's, that's where it's at, everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's new, kids? 
Are you asking our, our, our podcast friends? Sure. Okay. Waiting for an answer. Um, Nothing? Okay. Why don't you tell everyone about your new obsession? Uh, it's a Obsession by Calvin Klein. I think it's the greatest scent on the planet. I'm more of a CK1 gal myself. Sure. Now, I've been playing golf a lot lately. Um, sort of rekindled the... What, am, what are you pointing at? A mosquito? Mosquito. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, we're too paranoid. We can't record. There's too many mosquitoes about. Um, Just let it land on you and then kill it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've been playing golf. I It, it recently came back to me. Uh, dusted off the clubs that I almost threw out about a, mm, I don't know, six months ago, seven months ago. What inspired the resurgence? All I know is that one day you were like, I'm playing golf. Uh, Nicole Abranian, our, my first AD on Goldberg's slash director, she directed the penultimate episode of the season. Everyone enjoy a prom episode. Uh, directed by Nicole. Uh, she recently got into golf and was looking for people to golf with. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, well, I have clubs and I liked golf. I'm terrible. I haven't swung them in a while. She's like, great. I just started. So we'll be as terrible as each other. Um, and we were pretty bad. <laughs> but we've both gotten better. She's gotten much better. Um, and... You know, the hi- last our last hiatus week, I was like, we should get a group together and go during hiatus. And we did. We got, we dragged Lou Schneider, director of our program, mm-hmm. uh, buddy, Robert Greenfield, our prop master on set. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went out to play some golf. And then I kind of got into it. But the game changer really came. When Nicole and I were trying to book a tea time for this past Wednesday, I don't remember, Monday? And we were trying to find the right, like, we had an 8.40, there was an 8.40 a.m. at Griffith Park. And she was asking me, do you want to do an 8.40 or we could do like a 7-something at Shoal? And before I could answer, the 8.40 disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then... The seven whatever at Shoal disappeared. And then she was like, she's like, the only thing is left is 620. And I was like, let's do it. She's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's just do it. It was 620 in the morning. So we did. And we I got up at 530 in the morning, drove out to Glendale, played at Shoal. And it, because it was so early and it was a Monday and it wasn't just Nicole and I, we did 18 holes by 8.43 a.m. And it was a game changer. I would say that my life exploded. (laughs) Getting 18 holes done before Dory has even thought about leaving to go drop Bo off at the Chateau really is incredible. I don't know. It's euphoric. You sort of feel like you've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might hit one or two good shots out there. But guess what? You're hitting those shots and no one's awake yet. Yeah. It's great. So. Watch the sunrise. Yeah. Then 
then we did a six ten a.m. <laughs> um, and then we we just we're gonna I so I'm gonna we're gonna have standing golf situations happening Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. So two of those a week. Uh, Dory's swatting at mosquitoes again. Um, and my preference is to have them all happen as early as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. I love it. Honey, I love it. I love I love morning golf. And you're so grateful. Ass crack of dawn, morning golf. And the fact that Dory is like, Thank yes, you. but go. you have to take him in the afternoon. Uh-huh. I'm like, no problem. Uh-huh. Because Henry also loves golf. <laughs> so in the afternoon... When Dida's practicing in the backyard. You have a ball boy. I have a caddy. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's terrific, you know. It's become a real real father-son bonding thing. Yep, we're loving it out here in the yard. Yep. You know, it's really, it's terrific. It's great. It's a he lot does of it, He does his squeals. He does his squeals. He likes when I hit it really hard into the net. He gets um, very excited about that. He, he... His new favorite thing, though, is like I got a ball retriever, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. you can pick up uh, balls, errant balls with. And yeah. I'm still so bad at golf that I'm like, oh, I lose so many balls in the woods. Might as well get one of those. Yeah. Uh, and when he saw what it does, oh, he got so many ideas of where to put balls that would then need to be gotten <laughs> with a ball retriever. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's been it's been a it's been a renaissance of a week uh, of golf, you know. Started playing golf in high school. Our bachelor, I mean, really, last time I played 18 holes was probably my bachelor party in Foxwoods. Really? With your brother and yeah. Wow. That was probably the last time I played 18 before this most recent time. But wow. I mean, not before before March. Yeah. Wait. When did we go to Palm Springs when you played? I thought that was after we got married. Was it? I don't yeah. think it was. No, I think it was. Are you sure? Wasn't it? No. Allison was pregnant. Right. Oh, and Sam was born in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So that was the last time I played 18. Was it wow. the Foxwoods Golf Course in Connecticut? Wow. And then now I've I've played 18 three times last week. Yeah. So who knows what this week will will breed? Yep. And Matt um, is very grateful that I take Henry in the mornings three days a week, um, so he can play golf. If if three, yes. Well, look. I mean, Friday of next week, I get a nine a.m. tea time, so mm. I'll 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 get the boy up. I mm. know oh, it's fine. I don't mind. It doesn't sound fine. It really no, sounds no. like you're looking for someone to toot your horn. I just like to be to I just like to be appreciated. Honey, my appreciation for you knows no bounds. Mm. It's, it's part of why I started podcasting in the first place, so that I could broadcast to the world how appreciative I am of Dory Shafir the lady. Wow, thank you. Yep. She's terrific. The way she just does things without needing to be thanked for them. Are, it's tremendous. She's selfless to a fault. Mm. Um, sometimes she'll do something and you'll say, wow, thank you, Dory. And she'll go, oh my God, I never meant to be thanked. Um, forget about it. You know, that's Dory in a nutshell. 
or, or the opposite of that. Whatever, it's cool. Hi. Like you're not the opposite of that. Excuse either. me. I do all kinds of stuff that I'm never thanked for, uh-huh. nor do I ask you to thank me on a podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all. All right. Listen, I don't Look, think- Look, I didn't go to dinner with Kate on Friday. I don't think asking- I don't get a thank you for staying home and watching Henry. Not that I'm going to go anywhere, but it's fine. Also, he was asleep. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All I'm saying is- I do things too, and I'm not like I'm not. I don't corner you on a podcast and talk about the things that I've done for you. Okay, but you could. <gasps> Why would I do that to you? It Look, is rude. I just like to be appreciated, honey. I appreciate. That's one you. of my love languages. My love language, and that's not your love language, so it's fine. What is my love language? Acts of Acts service. Acts of service. Isn't that my love language? Though? But no, words of affirmation. Oh. Wait, it's that's a different your, love language. Your, wait, I thought your love language was quality it time. It is, and my my secondary love language is words of affirmation. Oh, just like your secondary love language is gifts. What? Get it? No. It's like you have one primary love language, and I then you see. have most people have like one other that's like close behind. Uh huh. When you do the quiz. Yeah, sure. Developed by whom? That guy. Yeah, okay. Yep. This quiz, mm-hmm. this made up thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. I'm a Sagittarius or something. Is that what we're saying? No. First of all, you're a Leo. Oh, okay. Look, I'm just I'm just trying to get the science facts behind this love language situation. Wow. Okay. How many love languages could you have? Well, there are five. Okay. So could you, could someone have four of the five? That would be unusual. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess you could, but it that would be weird i mean i have i think at least five of the five do you yeah i love all of the things you don't love quality time i love quality time i think it's the number one time because it's quality you see oh boy do you see what i'm saying see what i have to put up with um but no i've been very i've been happier i would say i'm happier now than i have been in a while and i think that's mostly as a result of what i think is figuring out a secret. And that secret is if you golf before the sun comes up, you can be home and start your day at a normal time and no one knows you golfed 18 holes. Mm-hmm. It's really terrific. I kind of want to get a job that starts at 9 30 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a.m. Mm-hmm. so I can play before I go to work. I mean, a lot of jobs start at 9.30 a.m. Not my jobs. My jobs are 7 o'clock in the morning. I know. I can't even get a hole in. You work on sets. Yeah. Which start early. Yeah. So if you didn't work on sets, you could have you could get in your golf. All right. Noted. I mean, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe just I'll just get a golf. What if I became a PGA? Um, well, I was going to say player, but that's never going to happen. You could be on the senior tour. What if I had became like, what if there was like a left-handed tour? Oh yeah, me and Phil Mickelson and uh, Dory. Maybe Henry. Possibly Henry. We don't know. He does really like to hack it balls. He likes to also put them all in a row. <laughs> he likes to put them on tees. He likes to go to his chair and wait for me to swing, and then run after. Like he'll set up three balls. I'll hit one. He'll run in to the net get the ball, put that back up, and he wants to hit it. So he like knocks at it with the driver because it's enormous and he's a tiny baby. And then I put the ball back up and then he runs to his chair. 
It's very cute. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It's great too. It's also like you know, good exercise being out there in the morning, getting all that, like getting all that done. Fresh air. Fresh air, as far fresh as it can be in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and it's social. You you get to like see people. Yep. We got. I got. I got. We got a foursome going out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be great. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I don't, you know, seeing people is like just like a side benefit. Mm-hmm. For me, the number one thing is, is for some reason, the great sense of accomplishment. Oh, it's the best. After I finish 18 holes. Yeah, of course. And go to Starbucks and everybody's like had, has just woken up. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, and, and I said to you this week. You've been in a better mood since you started playing golf. And then your therapist agreed with me. Yes. So that's the beauty of the beautiful game of golf. Now Matt's trying to get me into it and I'm sort of like lukewarm. Yeah. But, you know. I, you know, I already developed a lot of hobbies during lockdown. But I, I don't know that I need another one. The, the love language of quality time. I thought that would be something that we could enjoy. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you go I around do. and have a different love language all of a sudden. No, my love language is quality time. Oh, I thought it was words of affirmation. No, that's my secondary love language. Oh, I see. I don't see. I still don't see it. But then I was like, oh, if Dory and I started golfing and we, when the hell could we go out at the same time because we have a child <laughs> and no one around? We couldn't go out at 6 a.m. together. No, I know. Unless. Unless Henry started Henry to play. Henry started playing. Are kids even allowed on the courses? Yeah, of course they are. Oh. You know, you get a little, like, like we said, we saw baby clubs. We get some baby clubs for the baby. He could really knock it about, I bet. So far, he's not showing a ton of promise with the way he's handling that driver. Honey, he's not even two. I and know. And the driver is twice the size of him. Yeah, well, well <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. All right, listen, wait, before we take a break, I yeah. have something I need to ask our listeners. What is it, honey? So, you know, I have this book coming out. Uh, yes, you do. It's called Thanks for Waiting. It's called Thanks for Waiting. And if people who people who have listened to this podcast for a long time probably remember how much we harassed people about pre-ordering my novel, Startup. Yes. Startup a Novel by Dory Shafrir. So I wanted to think of some like fun incentive for people to pre-order Thanks for Waiting. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask people what they wanted, like what they want, like a bonus episode from us that would be like similar to the Patreon episodes where they could like ask us anything, but it would be open to anyone who pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Do they want something on Zoom? Like what, like what, what do people, what do people want? Do you want to golf with me? Do you want to golf with Matt? Only if you pre-order the book. And, or, and, and live in Los Angeles. Yourself. Um. So I would just love for people to email us, call us, text us, let us know what is like appealing to them as a as a pre-order incentive, as a sort of like thank you for pre-ordering the book and supporting me and supporting the show. Yeah, and even though that's the title is Thanks for Waiting, please don't wait to order Dory's book. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Yeah, it's 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 really, I mean, I've said this before, but probably not for a few years. Pre-orders are like the number one thing of n- things. Pre-orders are so important. And I think people who haven't written books, like how would you even know that? But like 
Pre-orders are really important because what they do is they they collect all of the pre-orders and then they count them in your first week of sales. Oh, I see. So for instance, if you were to sell, if you were to pre-order and like 5,800 people pre-ordered your book. Yeah. That would be a ton. In, in six months. Mm-hmm. Those all count for the first week. And then week one, yep. 1,400 people buy your book. Yes. It turns into 7,200 people. Yeah, good math, honey. Thank you. Um, I'm a scratch golfer. I'm not a scratch golfer. <laughs> yeah, so that is that is really important. Also, it it kind of like tells bookstores like how in demand your book is. So if like, if like, you know, a bunch of people order your book at a local bookstore, then the bookstore is like, oh, this book is going to be hot. We're going to order more copies of it. We're going to like display it in the front. We're gonna It'll have it, an end cap, maybe. It'll have an end cap, maybe. Like, we're going to make this book into a big deal. But if like no one pre-orders your book, then they're like, oh, no one cares about this book. That's right. So why would we do anything for it? And then it, it will languish in the podcaster, YouTuber section of the bookstore. Yeah, that sad shelf. That sad, sad shelf. Yeah, I don't want to be on that sad shelf. Where you could find things like Jake Paul's tips for... Being a douchebag. I mean, <laughs> or just being a guy who Is a somehow exists. <laughs> anyway, point being... Please do pre-order my book. I I would really, uh, it mean a lot to me if you pre-ordered. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Dory's love language is pre-orders. It's true. That is actually my That's primary, primary love language. primary love language. It's yeah. two secondary love languages. Yes. Yeah. Quality time Quality and words time, of affirmation. Which you can spend with her by reading her book. Yes. And then words of affirmation, you can tell me how great my book is. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of pre-order links on my link tree, which is at, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Dory Shafrir. It's also linked um, on my Instagram bio. And there's a bunch of pre-order links there, but you can also pre-order from your favorite local bookstore, wherever. Um, we just love a pre-order. So that's my spiel. Thank you so much. Email us at Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail and call us at 413-461-BABY and let us know what you want for your pre-order incentive. Okay. Sounds good. Matt's giving me side eye. I'm just trying to think about how this works. Like they suggest a bunch of different things. You pick one. You pick some. Ooh, is there a contest? Is it like a? Is it like a? I just kind of. I just want to kind of get a sense of like what people would be interested in. Like I say, oh, would you be interested in a bonus episode? And like no one emails us and is like, yeah. yes, do that. Then I'm like, okay, we're not going to do a bonus episode. Right. You know what I mean? Or someone says. I want to golf with Matt. Right. Then I'm like, well, okay. So like, I, you know, and there might be things that I haven't even thought of that could be a pre-order, something that people would want. So that's why I'm, I'm throwing it back out Get to the Dory to join to the eggheads. Cameo so you could have her wish someone a happy birthday. Oh, God. The, the sad thing about Cameo is that like someone like me could charge like $10 and that, that just is like so sad to me. Oh, uh, only charging $10? Yeah. I think that it's just, you know, the coolest. <laughs> Why aren't you on there? Uh, because I've never answered their emails. Me neither. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll be back shortly. Bye. Oh, wait. No BRB, I mean. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. All right, we're back, back, back to business, back to reality, you know. Back to life, back to reality. And it's time to hear from you, the listener. And our first listener is Lindsay, who has emailed us. What does Lindsay say, Dory? Lindsay says that they are a longtime listener, but this is their first time contacting the podcast. I just wanted to say I'm so excited to hear about your upcoming transfer. My first round of IVF yielded four blastocysts, all abnormal. One of the abnormals was the exact same segmental abnormality as yours, a deletion on uh, chromosome two, the long arm of chromosome two. 
my genetic counselor at iGenomics told me to hold on to this embryo because there have been recent studies that have shown successful pregnancies with segmental deletions, including the two women included in the attached study with the minus 2Q deletion who both had healthy live births. Thank you for sharing about the PGT Abnormal Facebook group you are a part of. I just joined. Such helpful information. Good luck to you. Thank you for sharing openly about this transfer and your own research. Hopefully this study gives you even more hope. She And then she attached a study. Well, that's, that's news. Yeah. That's, um, that's usually like a thing Dory would text to me while before, but I have to hear about it now with you, the listeners. I thought I did text you this You did to not. You. And my love language is texts. Except you never respond to them. And then you say I didn't text you. I receive, receive, I have 411 unread text messages right now. Yeah, so don't even say that your love language is texts. Um, Yeah, no, this is very interesting. And I scheduled an appointment to, for us to talk to. That's right. When is that? It is um, the 29th, I think. Sixth is a Monday. It's a Thursday. Oh, great. That's not a normal golf day. We're going to be good. And it's at 12.30 p.m. Oh, no. Thursday is a normal golf day. But it's at 12.30 p.m. That's way after I'm done. Yeah. I could play 36 by then. Totally. Um, we're going to talk to a genetic counselor who can kind of like. Again, this is the second time we've talked to one. No, well, we talked to one very early, but we ta- yeah. we never talked to one about this embryo. We only talked to a I genetic- believe that that is inaccurate. No, it is not inaccurate. I believe that that is inaccurate. We only talked to a genetic counselor when we found out I was a cystic fibrosis carrier. That was it was like before we even did anything. Mm. Yeah, I'm right. I don't think you are. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk to a genetic counselor and get some get some info, get some informations. And uh, uh, listeners, you probably remember the week we talked to a genetic counselor. Let us know who was right. Um, and then, oh, Lindsay emailed back to say, "I forgot to mention per previous email, even though my embryo came back as quote abnormal, my genetic counselor mentioned that recent data has shown that almost all segmental deletions are actually quote mosaics." Interesting. But then, like, what's the, is a mosaic, what is that then? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's the success rate of a mosaic? It's lower than a non-mosaic, but there's still a pretty, like, there's a very good, decent chance Mm -hmm. of a mosaic working. Interesting. Okay. Especially if it's a, quote, unquote, low-level mosaic. Food for thought. Yeah. All right. This was a text. Um... Hi, Matt and Dory, longtime listener, first-time caller. Love your podcast. Love the advice, the community you've built. Especially love hearing the dynamics of your relationship as you navigate all of this, trying to become parents, careers, pregnancy, parenting, pandemic, to name a few. Found you from Forever 35. I'm in the middle of listening to your latest episode, and I just had to pause the pod to ask some detailed questions. I love detailed questions. I bet I can't answer any of them. Re, proceeding with trying to have a second child. How did you both come to this decision, especially Matt? As I've been listening to the podcast over the years, I think Dory was game for a while and Matt had a lot of hesitation. It was clear that you as a couple weren't going to proceed without you both being on board. Was that true? How did you come to make the decision together? I'm a 40-something woman with a partner living in 4,000 square feet in southeastern Ontario, Canada. 
We are part of a crockpot family with three 20-year-old-ish boys, one 10-year-old girl, <laughs> a bonkers golden doodle that consume about one hot dogs or sausages a week, which I'm sure will go up now that some warmer weather is here. Thanks for bringing some weekly sunshine to my listening. Uh, listen, uh, long-time listener, uh, first of all, let me share my condolences. Recently, uh, Ontario had to close all their golf courses. Because of more COVID outbreaks up there. Oh, shit. Yes. I thought Canada was doing so well. We all thought this. That's what hmm. they tell us in the news. Yeah. And then all of a sudden today I'm reading that they've closed their, uh, what do you call it there? Is she going to kill a mosquito, everybody? Oh, she just clapped at the thing. Killed a mosquito on the microphone boom arm. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I saw my chance, you know? And you took it. And I, I took it. it. Okay, so questions, answers. Uh, well, I think we all know how marriage works, and that is that uh, Dory gets her way, and ultimately, you either live with Dory getting her way or years of guilt from Dory not getting her way. So. Wow. What? What's up? That was just rude. That was real, though. <laughs> I would. I have enough love to give to another child. And also, like, to that point, it was just like you wanted it so much. I did. That I was like the... Um, I also think you just, you just, what you really didn't want to do, you really didn't want to do another retrieval. That's also true. But you were like, okay, we can put in this embryo. Yeah, I think if we had like three embryos left, we'd have four kids. Who knows? What? Yeah, it's just like I just I just wasn't ready to bake another embryo, you know? Yeah. Um but no, the reality of it is it's it is it is uh just I maybe it's something Dory wanted so badly. And I wanted it more than he didn't want it. Yeah, but and ultimately, too, it was also the situation of like, okay, so I get my way and we don't try to have another kid. Uh, who wins? No one, really. I mean, because then, because honestly, it's like, Dory's going to be sad, and I don't want Dory to be sad. So there you go. Mm. Thanks, honey. Well, that's, I mean, that's the truth. I also feel like, you like I now, wanted a girl initially anyway. I know, I remember. We all remember. Yep. I do also feel like now that Henry has become like more of a person, like he's become much more fun. And now you're kind of seeing like Oh, I mean, I look forward to every morning waking up and yeah. and, and, and getting him or seeing what he's doing and you know, just saying hello. I don't mean just I don't just say hello to Henry. <laughs> But I mean, like, you know. I'm like, now that you guys have a shared interest. Our, well, I mean, we have multiple shared interests, you know. Amps. We love guitar amplifiers. We love trains. We yeah. love, um, we love sand. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you love sand. I love sand. <laughs> Henry has been, like, we have this little tiny, we had a water table that we filled with some white sand. And he has used all methods of getting the sand out of the water table and carrying it around with himself. He'll drop it in the house. <laughs> He'll bring it by. And I have 
he came by and dropped it in front of me when I had a golf club in my hand, and I was like, oh, okay, Henry, bring more so I could practice my sand shots. <laughs> and he, like, loads up a little dump truck. I know, it's and very puts it, cute. Or puts it in a, a recycling, a tiny baby recycling bin that he has <laughs> and brings it around. He thinks it's the f- He thinks it's so funny to just drop sand somewhere. And he really looks at you like, you see what I'm doing right now? (laughs) This thing you told me not to do? Watch this. Uh, Yeah, for someone who barely talks, he can really communicate. He's very mischievous. He's very mischievous. Anyway, I was just thinking like, you know, for so long, they're just kind of like blobs. Yes. And then they like suddenly kind of develop like real personalities and they can like do stuff. And he also is like, so I mean, like today when he lost his mind, when you took the markers away because he had not drawn, he was, you know, you told him a couple times to draw only on the paper, not on the mat on the floor. And he drew on the man on the floor, and you, being a, a, a mom of your word, took the markers and put them away. And he was like, he lost his mind. But, and then I picked him up. And then I, and I was like, what are you doing? You're, gonna, you're just going to cry because the markers are gone? You can play with them tomorrow. And then I just started shaking, like moving his legs <laughs> along to the beat of Baby Shark. And then he was like, fine. Like yeah. he was like, ha, this is more fun. Yeah. So I just, I just, I'm trying to like get him to realize that. His little tiny bouts of horrible sadness are so temporary. He's a weird boy. I mean, he's a child. I guess every kid's a weirdo. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, so I hope that answers your question, Anonymous. Yes. uh, So thank you very much for um, asking. All right. We have a voicemail. It's actually two voicemails because... Three minute and then more? Yes. It was a a classic. Classic. I ran out of time, so I'm calling back. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay, there we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Rebecca calling from Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I thought I would give a call in response to your caller who, or letter writer, who, um, was diagnosed with having, um, early, uh, postmenopausal, I, I imagine ovarian reserve was the issue, although I don't know if she described it that way. Um, I have a tiny, tiny bit of experience that I thought I would share in case it's helpful. Um, I went through um, some infertility stuff before having my first child a couple of years ago. Um, We tried to conceive for about a year and then just had gotten started with um, a fertility clinic and had gotten the full battery of tests. And then I became one of those infuriating people who became pregnant on my own um, without further intervention. after getting an HSG test, and I think that might have done the trick. But um, one of the funny things about the timing of that is that I had all this blood work done and other tests done, and then I never had an opportunity to have a real follow-up to sit down with the doctors there and talk through 
all of the test results because I was pregnant. So all my visits were just about that and kind of that was it. But there was like a weird interim period between when I got my blood work results just by like form online. I just downloaded my test results from my doctor's portal online. Um, and there was like a couple weeks between where I got that and when I found out I was pregnant and I hadn't had a doctor's appointment. So I just had all these test results on my own and everything was normal except my, my, um, Oh shoot. Now I'm going to forget the name of the factor. Um, but there's one particular number that is like an indicator of low ovarian reserve. And mine was so, so, so low. Um, it was, I think, 0.03, which is the rate of a postmenopausal woman. And I freaked out and was, that was the hardest time in the period of, of trying to conceive for me. I just was having all these thoughts of being way, way suddenly in a different position than I had imagined us being in. And it was really um, hard. And so you can imagine my shock when I became pregnant that cycle. And I had that baby. And um, believe it or not, my son, Forrest Henry, was actually born. Oh wait a second! You leave us on a Henry cliffhanger, leaving us on the edge of Forrest our seats. Forrest Henry, I'm gonna guess, was born on Groundhog Day, February second. <laughs> Hi, it's Rebecca calling back. I'm so sorry, I got cut off. I really tend to go on. Oh my gosh! Um, I hope you <laughs> use technology magic to maybe edit me down. Nope, not I happening. Say that my son Forrest Henry was born like just a couple days right around when your Henry was born in Whoa. April of um, 2019. So I always love listening um, to Dory's podcast and hearing about Henry because it's so fun to have our son be the same exact age. Um, Do you talk about Henry anyway, on 35 a lot? After he was no. born, I was like, oh my gosh, oh, if we have another one, one. Yeah. Like, I may not have any eggs left. I don't, understand. I don't understand what's going on with my body. feels like a miracle that we had this one because according to this number, I'm postmenopausal so if we want to have another one we got to get on that train like right away and so we decided to have another one we were like all right let's just try and like it's probably not meant to be maybe it's meant to be like who knows i probably should have had a doctor's appointment and just asked them about this but we ended up getting pregnant with the second one and having another baby who is um two months old now so I just thought I would share that as like an anecdote because I'm one of those people who um, got that postmenopausal number and I've, I've since researched and found that the way that they test for that particular number is um, a, it's like a new science that there are some serious questions about. Um, apparently African-American women often have a much, much lower number of that factor and yet don't have corresponding fertility issues and no one knows why mm. so um if my story might be any comfort to that listener i just thought i would call in and share in my very long-winded way um <laughs> thanks so much i love the pod it's rebecca in providence living in 900 square feet with two kids under two and two cats, but oh seem to be moving into 1,800 square feet. There we go. Be 
fewer needs per square foot. Really <laughs> that. And I'm just realizing I haven't eaten any hot dogs this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do something about that right away. Thank you. Get to it. I was looking at the hot dog section uh, at the grocery store two days ago, uh-huh. and uh, literally everywhere I looked, beef, 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 beef. Mm. It's a, it's got to be a West Coast Mm-mm-mm. thing, right? I guess. All right. Um, okay. Before we take another break, sh- uh, she texted to say. I just called in, couldn't remember the name of the test I was trying to talk about. It's AMH factor. In case you want to play my call, maybe you'd like to interject that. Well, we interjected it now. Um, <laughs> thank you, Rebecca. There you go. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. All right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're back. That didn't take long. No, it didn't. All right, this is from Brienne. Hey, Matt and Dory, I'm one of the many women who had a baby during COVID time slash quarantine. As such, my baby is three months old and we have never been out in public together besides neighborhood walks. I will be fully vaccinated soon. And I'm wondering if you or any of your listeners have advice on first time outings. As a first time mom, I'm worried something will go wrong and I won't be able to handle it. And this is Bree in 1,300 square feet in Northern California with two dogs, one cat, one husband, and one newborn girl. No hot dogs yet in 2021. Sausages and brats weekly. I like the the weekly brat count. I, um, I mean, when did we first leave the house with Henry? Well, what I was going to say is I actually talk about it this a bit in my book that before I had Henry, I had all these like images in my head of like, we'd go on all these picnics and we'd like do all this stuff. And then when the reality of him being here came and I like a couple times tried to go on on a picnic and it was like a disaster. <laughs> like he had a blowout. He like, yeah. his nap was at the wrong time. Like it was just like, it was like too much. And he was around the same age as your daughter is now. And I just feel like, I mean, there, I don't know. There are some people who can do it. I found it very overwhelming hmm. for, for a long time. Interesting. And like, you know, they're napping so much at that age. The nap factor alone. That like, it's really hard to plan anything. And also, I also feel like at that age, they're still not napping like super strictly on a schedule. So you could be like, sure, I'll meet, like say to a friend, like I'll meet you at 11. And then like they decide to nap and you're not going to wake them up. Right. And you got to like bring the whole diaper bag with like 10 changes of clothes and diapers and wipes and I don't know. It just, it, and like food and bottles and your boob. Are you going to nurse? Like it, it just is like. Maybe we shouldn't have this. Try the second kid. Thing. No, no. You can have a second kid. You just don't take them anywhere. Oh, that's the moral of the story. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying neighborhood walks are great. 
The end. Like, I don't really think you need to take them anywhere. Don't feel any social pressure to take your child out and about. Until they're probably like... Is your kid going to ask? No. Yeah. Like, I get wanting to leave the house. Like, this is more for you. It's not... And that's fine. But they don't care. They truly don't care, especially at this age. So, you know, I think if you want to, like... If you're if you're vaccinated, like you you said, you're going to be fully vaccinated, and you want to you know walk over to a coffee shop and sit in a coffee shop with them, sure. But like, I wouldn't plan anything very ambitious. Sorry if that wasn't the answer you were looking for, but that is just truly how I feel. And if we do have this other kid, I will tell you, picnics will be a no go. No non-starter. Picnics. It's like hot and. I don't know. It's just like, ugh. it's too much. Like now Henry's at an age where like family outings are kind of fun. When I think of the first months of Henry's life, I think of um, trying so hard to fix your car. Oh God. Yeah. For so many hours. Yeah. We into the wee hours of the night. Yeah. And then you backing into my car with it. Yeah. That is neither here nor there. What a waste of my time that was. It truly was. I really wish I could go back and have a do-over of that summer. Yeah. And last summer. And probably this summer. No, this summer is off to a good start. I guess I have summer regrets. This summer is off to a good start. Who knows? Maybe this is the summer I develop a nasty slice. And I go, wow, I wish I didn't slice the ball so much that summer. Okay. Uh, This is from Melissa. Hi, Dorian Matt. I don't remember you talking about it much on the podcast, but I'd like to hear you guys talk about starting solid foods with Henry. What foods did you start with? Did he take to it right away or did it take a while? We've been trying mostly homemade purees and some soft strips of food with Hazel, six and a half months, for three to four weeks now, and she's still not loving it. She doesn't act like we're trying to poison her as much as she did at first, (laughs) but she still spits almost all of her food out and swallows very little. Her pediatrician said it was fine. Some babies take longer to figure it out and not to worry if she's not eating solids until nine months, just keep trying. So I'm not worried, just wondering what your experience was like. Also, I heard you mention the book Eight Little Planets on the Pod a while back. I bought it for Hazel, and we both like it. It's very cute and has interesting facts about the planets. I was wondering if you have any other book recommendations for our little library. Since Henry likes poop, here's one for you. P is for poops. It has interesting slash funny slash gross facts about different animal poops on animals that start with all the letters of the alphabet. Thanks for keeping me entertained while I wash the dishes, since that's usually what I'm doing while I listen. Melissa from Denton, Texas, two adults, one baby, Two dogs in 2,000 square feet. No hot dogs in years because gross. Sorry, Matt. My husband eats them straight from the fridge sometimes, though. Vomity face. Ew. What? The hot dogs are cooked. What's wrong with that? That sounds gross. They're already cooked. Um, We started Henry eating purees at around four months, and I would sit him in my lap and put some puree on my finger, and he would suck on my finger and eat the puree. And we did that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, and he was like, he was like into it. Like he liked the food. Yeah, but you're also, we were cooking out of the America's Test Kitchen kids cookbook. Yeah. Um, but she's making homemade purees too. Yeah, I know. But like, we probably use saffron in one of them. <laughs> well, I think he, I think he was, he was ready. Um, but. You know, they uh, until they're about one, like they 
they really get most of their, if not all of their real nutrients from breast milk or formula. So like, you know, I think it's good to introduce them to food and get them kind of used to it and to explore different textures and stuff. But like, you know, a lot of them don't have teeth, like they can't really chew anything. I don't know. We didn't do baby led weaning. Some people like baby led weaning. It wasn't for us, but um, I don't know. You could you could look into that. And that could be an option. Um, but yeah, that was what we did. I think I think yeah. The key is to keep offering it to her and and reassure yourself that she's getting enough nutrients from um, milk, whatever kind of milk you're giving her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of books, I have some book recommendations on in my Amazon shop, which you can use just as a guide. You don't have to like buy the books from Amazon. It's just, that was the easiest place to like put all of my recommendations. Um, and that's at amazon.com slash shop slash Dory. So I have some book recommendations. I have various other baby things there. Um, and yeah, you can check that out. Wait, what, um, what other links do you have? What do you mean? There's so many secret links. They're all in my link tree. Are they all in my Dory feed? Well, you don't check your Dory I feed. I got to refresh the Dory oh, wait. feed again. I think we need to we need to clarify something that came up a few weeks ago. Yeah. Which was that you said you had never seen the cover of my book because you didn't check the Dory feed. Yeah. And then after we had recorded the podcast, yeah. I showed you the cover of my book and you were like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we need to clarify. I just felt like like you kind of implied that I had been like keeping it from you, and the only place that I post is not things true. is on my Instagram. Where did I see it though? On your Instagram? No, I'm ninety nine percent sure I showed it to you. Not in person. Okay. All right. If you want to um, tune into another Dory feed? Do so. Brittany wrote in with a similar question. Um, who she's twelve weeks pregnant with our first child, we're starting to think about our baby registry. We're completely overwhelmed due in October, but we plan to move over the summer, potentially out of state to the other side of the country. My husband and I are not good shoppers. I'm overwhelmed by all the options available for strollers, car seats, monitors, etc., etc. How do we make a registry? We aren't even sure what we want, what we need. Um, Brittany, go to my Amazon shop. There's a lot of things there. Go that- to amazonshop.net slash Dory. <laughs> It's amazon.com slash shop slash Dory. Again, buy it from Amazon or don't. This is, I don't care. This is just where. Take a screenshot. Take a screenshot and Walk go. Walk to your mom and pop. Yes. Do whatever you want to do. Um, I just could not start with like 500 different sites and links and blah, blah, blah. So this was just easier. Okay, um, and Brittany is in 3,900 square feet in Phoenix and has had zero hot dogs since her last Fenway Frank in 2008. Wow. Uh, when you say you're moving across the country, I hope you're moving towards family. That's all I'll say. Yes, yes, yes. All right, and this last email is from Kelly, who says, Matt, I've heard you mention several times that you need to get up and turn off the AC because it was so loud, but I've never heard of any audio. I listen in the car, and between my own AC slash heat and any road noise, I just don't pick it up. Stay cool, friend. It's all good. <laughs> Henry, little man, if you want to be generous and give your parents a break from super wings, try Dinosaur Train on PBS Kids. My seven-year-old introduced the 21-month-old to it, and he loves it. Mostly the intro, but that's all he ever wants to watch of any show. He mostly just wants music. I suspect you can relate. I can relate. 
And thank you for allowing me to have the AC on. I actually turned it off before we started recording anyway. It's not that hot in here. Well, it started cooling down. But also, like, I had it running all day. Mm. 70 degrees-ish. All righty. Well, this brings us to the end of the show, the portion of the show where we thank our Patreon supporters, where you can get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. Uh, there's two levels, $5 and $10. If you support us at the $5 level, you get a bonus episode and your name read on the podcast. If you support us at the $10 level, you get two bonus episodes. And whatever level you support us at, you get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us. If you support us at the $5 or the $10 level. I think there's also a $1, $1 level, but you don't get anything if you support us at $1. Except our thanks Except and our gratitude. Jeez Louise. I meant like... What's your love language these days? <sighs> You I hope it's gratitude. Are just busting my balls all night. All night, baby. All right, let's thank these these <laughs> wonderful people. Thanks, Marlo Koch. Koch. I think Koch. Like Ed Koch. Yeah. Former mayor of New York. Yes. Cool. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Uh, Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Michael Roth. Michelle Kitzmiller. Mike Zydek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly Schranz. Mariah Adamic. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossert. Patricia faust Rezig, Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts. Robert Olson. Robin Kilgo. Sabrina Stern. Sadie Massa. Sarah Doberman. Sarah Prager. Uh, Sarah Friedman. Sarah Swift. Sherry Olson. SJV. Steve Harcourt. Tanya Kershemin. Uh, the Holderman House. No longer a clan. <laughs> the Kembles. Tracy Jury. Whitney Hoffman. Anon. Anonymous. Anonymous in Brooklyn. Ainsley. And Bradley Johnson. Thank you all so much. Again, don't forget to let us know what you want if you pre-order the book. We want to know. I mean, just do it, everybody. Just pre-order the book. Maybe you don't want anything. Maybe yeah. you, maybe your act of service is your love language of gifting yourself the book while also spending quality time with it. What? Okay, I got it. It's a nice way to throw all the love languages into one thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, bye everyone. Bye.